Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Hey guys, welcome back to Revenge of the Action Movie. It gets right up into Revenge is your butt. It's so fucking manly! And as you'll notice, we put a lot of time into this production. This blank wall represents the actor we're talking about today, Steven Seagal and his personality. Minimalist. It's fine. I feel like it's good. Uh, yeah, and we're also not waiting uh, to be processed at the local police department for lewd behavior. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, like, fuck it, dude. We got, we got brought in on charges. Let's just get our video done uh, and, here. Uh, Multitask. It looks like uh, Sergeant O'Hara is fucking filming for us. Thanks, Sergeant. <laughs> fuck you and die. Hard to kill, Steven Seagal. I mean, he's been called a lot of things, okay? He's called the pony, ponytail smasher, the fists of furies, the kicks no way Jose, until, and then most recently, the Krispy Kreme annihilator. I never miss. Steven Seagal. Is right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit. Four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. It's apparently a huge dick face. McGregor to I wouldn't say it to his face. He's, no, no, that guy no. Will whoop the fuck out well, of you. Yeah, he, he hit you so hard, your mother will fall. And then he, he fuck up your house and be like, I say we're close to renovations. I say two weeks. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> fucking bad. But he, you know, he slammed John Leguizamo up against a wall. There's all the, the sexual assault allegations, all that stuff like that. But the thing is, during this time, man, in the 90s, in the early 90s, Steven Seagal was the fucking man. This was the day where just a badass action hero, you put him in a movie, and he was the draw, and that's all you needed. Look, all I want from you, Steven, is I want bullets, I want broken bones, and I want you to talk softly in a weird voice. <laughs> You've got it. But do you want to be great? I say, yeah. I want to be great. Nonetheless, this, this channel is about celebrating the 80s and 90s action movies and the characters that they played. So don't get it twisted. It's just like with Tom Cruise. You know, everybody wants to give Tom Cruise shit for the person that he is in real life. But on the movie screen, he's Tom fucking Cruise, man. And yep. the characters they play are what it's all about. And Steven Seagal, character-wise, is one of the most badass, and you could even argue the most badass, on-screen persona of all time. And there, there will always be that debate, who would win Van Damme versus Seagal in their prime? I don't know, man, back in the day, I would say Seagal would whoop that fucking ass, make that pretty boy not so pretty anymore. But then after finding out some more stuff about Seagal and whether or not, you know, throwing some shade on what he might and might not have done and one guy joking about me pooped his pants. Uh, and Van Damme is legit, Van Damme is a legit fucking medal winner. Uh, Van Damme might have fucked his ass up. I don't know. And, I, and based on what Stallone said at that party that happened, that you know Van Damme called him out, and still, uh, you know uh, Seagal went down the street to the bar and was talking about his movies. I don't know what happened, but he didn't confront him. Either way, Seagal is badass. How much money would you pay to watch that show? Oh, dude, I, I, dude uh, like ninety bucks. Seagal versus Van. If Damme. that was on pay per view, like it'd be better than that. You McGregor bullshit we got with Mayweather. Yeah, dude. But uh, and that and we got, we gotta make a whole video about that. Ooh. Like who would actually win in a fight? You have to go through all Van Damme and Seagal. I don't know because Van Damme is a counterpuncher. Yeah. He's a counterpuncher. That's the whole Aikido style. If you watch in these movies, he's always like, come on, come on. Yeah. Well, come and cut my heart out. Okay. 
Come and cut my heart out. You don't see him attack a lot. But Van Damme can kick you like a swan from far away. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know who the fuck would win, but that's a whole nother video. But Hard to Kill, let's get the fuck into it. So, and, and Hard to Kill, <laughs> this movie's fucking weird, man. It's really fucking weird. It's one of the best uh, Steven Seagal movies out there. It absolutely is. It was also his second movie. He's out in the streets, and he's basically Batman and Batman the Begins. The <laughs> He's basically Batman and Batman Begins. He's watching this. These political people have this deal go down with these mobsters. Uh, and he's like, yo, Caprizi says his name. He's going to get on a plane. We don't want that plane to land. And you hear this politician's voice in the background, who's William Sadler of all people. William Sadler is yeah. one of the best bad guys ever. Like, he was also good in Die Hard too. He was a good bad guy yeah, in that, too. exactly. When he opens up with his butt cheeks on the screen. The you show. can take that to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. <laughs> the blood bank. <laughs> but yeah, so good. No, but, and, and William Sadler himself, dude. Like, William Sadler is he's a great actor. I love him. Uh, he was in The Grudge, which we just... This house is uh, he, <laughs> he was in The Grudge that we just watched. But he's a great actor, but he is underused in this. Basically, yeah. he, he appears on screen from time to time as a politician screaming at people or doing background deals with mobsters. And basically, all he does the entire movie is goes, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, well, he's an assemblyman that he wants to cause a crash for another senator so he can take the place of them and become a senator. That's what he wants to do. I mean, it's a very basic idea of a plot. And you see, like, even Seagal, when he's recording a conversation, has to have a, a goddamn microphone that looks like a sniper rifle because he's badass. <laughs> he's like, come on, guys, I'm missing the Oscars. And by the way, it's a perfect time for doing it because the Golden Globes just happened. And nobody even watches the fucking Oscars. But for some reason in this movie, the first shot you got is Seagal out there with his camera. He's like, come on, guys, I'm missing the Oscars. And then yeah. he goes to a fucking shitty gas station. He's like, hey, you gonna watch the Oscars? Let's go, guys. I'm missing the Oscars. So, uh, how come you're not watching the Oscars tonight? The Oscars? Yeah, the Oscars. I hate the Oscars. After he gets what he needs from Sadler and, and crew, and they're fucking like, and they're like, I thought you said the stock was clean. And he's like, I'll get it. And then he runs away or whatever. I love the quick shot, by the way. They go really quick to Seagal running, and he's like, <laughs> Every time Seagal, like, runs, he looks like a little girl running and telling the teacher that someone pulled her pigtails. <laughs> You've got Tom Cruise's run, which is this right here, and then, but Steven Seagal's run is he doesn't use his arms. He's too cool to use his arms. He keeps them down at his sides, and he's fucking, and he's so slender and so quick in his movement. You know, he calls in the thing, he's like, yeah, I've got a tape for you, it's gonna be awesome. But I love when they clip to him in the car. But the gas station scenes, it could be the coolest scene of the whole fucking movie. <coughs> it looked man. cool. I mean, it was badass. He walks in and he's going to get some champagne and a little monkey teddy bear for his kid because he's a good fucking guy. And then these dudes come in, typical fucking bad guys. Look like a goose on hair, man, since we last seen him. <laughs> yeah, but not a lot, eh? Where's the rope? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's wearing a bandana. One guy's got like a hairnet, and he's fucking. They carry a shotgun. It's like these guys are literally bad guys. That's why, as soon as Seagal seems like, you better call the police. Where's your goddamn cop when you need one, huh? Well, they're already in donuts. Get off! <laughs> <laughs> I got half a mind to get out there and press your. <laughs> it towards Seagal, and then Seagal has one of the most badass Seagal moments he's known for. Well, you know. Only four of you guys, and uh, you only have one shot left in here. He walks into the gun, which is stupid, by the way, because you just watch this guy shoot somebody. He obviously has no qualms about sticking you. Seagal doesn't care. His ponytail will help. You know? The very last scene with the one asshole guy with the all tatted up, he's the last guy. He's like, I'm going to cut your fucking 
fucking hard eyes. Like, come, come on, hard eyes. What was he doing with that fucking knife? He's like, he was like, he looked like he was trying to screw in a high up portrait. He looked like Obi Wan Kenobi it. trying to have a duel with Anakin. Like, like <laughs> fucking like, like he was like, come, 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 come on, hard eyes. Come on. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Mine's bigger than yours, right? It's not fair. Throw it away. All right. Come on, come on. And then he gets like, I'll get on my knees. You know what? I'll get on my knees. It so felt badass. Like, it felt like, uh, it Impossible. felt, like, it felt like, uh, like one of those moments with your stepdad outside when he wanted to show you who's boss. <laughs> Still not fair. That's right. Okay, how about this? I'll get down on my knees. Is this any better? Hmm? Come and get some. Come and get some. Ah! 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 He, he takes his ankle like he's gonna steal his fucking shoes. and <laughs> just rips his ankle Dude. in half. Fucks the dude up, and and one more mention of the Oscars, dude. That the cops show up, they're like, "Hey, you know who won the Oscars tonight? It was Mason's fucking Storm." Looks like you won the Oscar tonight, Storm. Coming up. He kicks four dudes' asses in, in, in a gas station stand-up, and he goes home and just makes himself a fucking turkey sandwich. Doesn't even mention it to his wife. His wife, of course, is just dressed up and waiting for him to come home. And and and, and that's when you know you've reached her. ultimate level. Yeah, and she's just waiting for him to come home. He goes. They have the touching father-son moment, which is not touching at all because it's just it. Fe it literally feels like Steven Seagal touching someone else's kid. That's it's what like, I'm saying. I love you. I, that's literally. The, it's not his kid. Like yeah. he was like, you were adopted. Uh, you know, let, let, yeah. I'll do this goddamn prayer with you. You, but fuck go you. to sleep, Tommy. Go to sleep. I gotta go fuck your mother. They get up there, they start having the sexuals. The bad guys break in. And he does it in the same way he fights. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do in the <laughs> 90s. That's what you do if you're an action star. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, moving on, then you go from the sex scene to the actual part where it gets like action stuff, and then you get to the point where the bad guys break in, and this is where it, fucking Seagal's ego is fucking insanely. It, it, like, it's like, again. A fucking shotgun blast to this motherfucker can't take him down. Like, they shoot, they break the fucking door in, and he's sitting there, and he starts shooting one of them, and then they shoot him with a, and he didn't even really make a grunt, like, a sound of hurt. He's like, Ugh. Like, in fact, you just got shot with a shotgun, like, almost point blank, and you're like, oh. And he's like, and he keeps coming back for it, and then they're like, you know, they shoot him again, and he's like, but he's not, you just, that's two shotgun blasts to your fucking shoulder. It should be disintegrated. Your fucking stomach. And he's like, he's looking over at his wife. He's like, you know, I, I can, I can move off this. I can take it. I can do this. I can take it. And then she's like, no. Nah! And then she gets shot. And then he falls he, over. He really, he does some, release some actor's emotion in that scene. No! I kind of like that part, though. Honestly, it's I know, good. I know it was cheesy, but it was kind of like, yeah, I was like, the guy didn't even want it. Like he was like, it's kind of fucked up. They were in the middle of having some bunk bunk. And then we yeah. walked in here and shot him in the fucking chest and his wife. But but his kid, the little kid, like gets up and to investigate. And why the fuck would you do? Run out the window. Like get out the fucking window first. But he wants to go see what's wrong with mommy and daddy. And these fucking guys in ski masks. It's like kill that fucker. And then they start. By the way, that kid has some goddamn daredevil moves. He's got some Home Alone in him. Uh, he was ducking down and he was uh, nothing. He was hitting him. He had the Matrix in him or something. He jumps out the window, runs away. Then you cut to the hospital. The girl, the, the wife is dead. Seagal is, he is declared dead. Mason Storm is dead. And you get introduced to O'Malley, his uh, his friend and partner from IA. Dude, O'Malley is the, he is the best movie friend of all time. Like, he is the just best fucking friend. Not only does he have the face of a goddamn golden retriever, but he's so good. Like, when they, when they wheel him in, the, the other cops are talking shit about him because the bad guys planted cocaine and shit in Mason yeah. Storm's house. Which, by the way, how how fucking cool is, is the name Mason Storm? I mean, like, uh, I think I, it feels like Seagal picked that name out. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he picked he, that he shit out, out himself for sure. But he, they're like, yeah, so uh, they always said Mason was unstoppable because he was fucking coked up all the time. And O'Malley dives across the room. 
man I ever knew. He had more honor and guts than this whole department put together. If I ever hear you talk that puke again, I'll lose my shield to put you where you belong. For fuck is I ain't doing here at this hour? So basically, uh, you've got the lethal weapon thing where it's like, hey, they think we're dead. We've got the best advantage of all. Because Mason Storm's declared dead, but he's not. But they keep it secret because O'Malley goes in. He tells, the, he tells the doctors or whatever. He's like, nobody needs to know that he's alive. So the fact that he's still alive is a total secret. And then seven years later, he's still in a coma and he's grown a nice beard. And the chick from Weird Science is taking care of him. She's hot as fuck. Kelly LeBron. She is hot. Steven Seagal's wife in real life, by yeah, the way, at uh, that point. And they didn't last, obviously. It did not. But uh, anyhow, but she like is. She made him look like goddamn Confucius. Like he looked like the Chinese fucking representation of everything he wanted to do in China. He had a fucking big job. It wasn't even a good beard. Like she fucking shaved that shit down. It looked like Confucius with his long hair or Jesus trying to be retro in the in the fucking leather uh, bound days. Like he had this. He just looked like Confucius. I thought he looked pretty handsome. And, oof. And he looked like Gene Simmons. I mean, I always, I always <laughs> say he looked handsome because I was scared of him. But he looked like Gene Simmons, man. That's what he looked like. But he looked like Gene Simmons when he was hungover. So he's been laying out there, and he's been like considered John Doe. And, and the instructions that O'Malley had left that if he ever were to wake up, to contact him only directly and no one else. But unfortunately, O'Malley didn't know he was going to be fucking retiring and didn't leave a Ford address or some shit. Like that's what you think would happen. Like and not just be like, oh, use the same number. Yeah. Like well, it makes zero sense. And we'll get to what happened there later on down the line. But but I do love that scene because she's attracted to him. Even though he's he's this dude who's in a coma, she's attracted to him, and the other nurses know it too. And she goes over to talk to him at one point. She like rubs his head, and she's like, she lifts up the sheet and looks at his dick. Yeah. She looks at his dick, and she's like, but you've got so much to live for. I'm like, that's illegal as fuck, by the way. That's you, a huge dick. you can't just look at people in comas, dicks. Besides, you've got so much to live for. Please wake up. I mean, I think you have I mean, to. I don't think that's illegal. You bathe them or whatever, but I don't think you can you can gaze upon their dicks longingly. I mean, if you're gonna say you're you're examining the patient, I, yeah. I don't. She didn't touch it. She but didn't like grabbing jacket. I love that Seagal's like because uh, and initially Seagal apparently helped write this film, but he wasn't given credit for writing. But I, you know that he wrote that character. He's like, I want my character to have a huge penis. <laughs> I do. I do like when he's waking up from his coma and they do like the the the, the shots back to when he died. Yeah, that was shit. cool. Yeah. And that and that honestly, that's the best. That's the best part of this entire story is the fact that he was a married man with a kid and in, in his mind at least both his wife and his kid were, kid were brutally murdered and he was basically murdered on the scene and he has all these memories so when he starts to wake up he has the flashbacks and that fucking guitar comes in the score is awesome by the way the score like and he starts to get fucking like jacked up because he remember what happened and he starts to wake up from his coma and then he has to survive and it's honestly one of the coolest parts in Seagal's entire film repertoire because Seagal's always used to be in the unstoppable badass, but in this scene, he was he was he, he couldn't move his arms or his legs barely. He was regulated to a chair, and they send these hitmen in to kill him, and, and he can't do shit. So he has to like get this fucking broom and push his, his ass around the, hell, the the hospital trying to escape. And it was really cool to see Steven Seagal be so vulnerable for once. Yeah, but even when he looked vulnerable, he he didn't look like he fucking beat you the shit out like he beat the shit out of you with his fucking. Yeah, like, I wouldn't get near him. No, like, and, and he's still like, I don't know. Yeah, that might have been. I gotta go. Back. It's been a while since I've seen the other ones, but yeah, that was probably you're right. As far as like what I remember recently, as far as vulnerability, uh, him being, I felt bad for him. Like, I mean, laying in a hospital bed, not being able to fucking move or do anything really. Yeah, I mean that would have sucked, but. 
Yeah, after that, like the guy, by the way, that plays the, the assassin that comes in the hospital, he's obviously a bad guy as soon as he walks in the fucking door. That guy great looks like a, bad guy. He's a great bad guy, but he looks like a bad guy. Like, there's no way he passes off as a fucking doctor. That guy's Dr. Kapoor. I don't know, dude, I've seen assistant. some doctors that look like assholes. And, and they even noticed it, too. They were like, who the fuck is that yeah. guy? Because he looks like an asshole doctor. Well, and I don't know that. I, I, like, his face looks like a bad guy. Like, it looked like, goddamn, uh, literally, he's coming in there to do bad news. And that's why that one guy was like, I'm going to follow him around because obviously something's wrong. Of course. Could I just get your ID, please? You know, you can't have too much security. Like you're talking about the score, like it's somehow it's just not like I don't know the the, the guitar is cool, but a lot of it's just jazzy shit, and it yeah. feels like it slows it down and puts it into a different place. I like the coma part of it the best. Like that's the part. Like he wakes up and he has to reevaluate where he is, and this is a new world that the he coma woke up and in. the comeback from the coma is the heart of the movie. Yeah, exactly, and, and the music in that part is cool, but. Otherwise, the jazzy shit. Like, I just feel like it's just porn music. I liked it because it felt like Lethal Weapon. Like that, you know, whenever Raj and, and Murtaugh have a fucking, or whenever uh, Raj and Riggs have a fucking moment together, there's always that, and I, I felt like they were going for that here. It, it, you kind of had that that, that that feel to it, whatever, because it was kind. It was really sad. Like if you if you delved into it, it's really fucking sad. The guy's whole family's been murdered in his eyes. But yeah, he, he escapes, and I, I just I love that scene because you got Seagal, and all he's got is, is a mop, and he can't even move his arms or legs barely, and he has to escape in this hospital bed. I always thought that was one of the neat little touches to Seagal. And he keeps career. going up and down the elevators to avoid the fucking kill. And that and that guy's like he is a quintessential bad guy. Like every time he runs into somebody, he either fucking kills them or punches them in the face. Like he's a true dick face. I like how he's like, Storm, you little shit! I'll find you! I'll find you! You were that little bastard son of yours. What we find is, is that Steven Seagal is lucky enough to find himself in a home in an environment surrounded by Chinese things and like, you know, goddamn amazing murals and it's, it's got a home gym. I mean, it's got everything you need to come back. So he sends her to the store to get these ancient Chinese secrets. Dear penis from Glimmer. <laughs> like he was like, he started writing in a little note and he was writing Chinese. She's like, oh, where did you learn how to do that? That's where he explains where he was from. But he's like doing it to show up. He's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> of like, course it's a it's badass like, uh, Now you're going to talk about yourself, Stephen. Let's get into it. I was raised in the Orient. There was a young white boy over there. I needed to learn how to fight, as you can imagine. I remember one to my first martial arts teacher, and he says, so why do you come to me? And I say, I say, uh, to learn how to fight. The montage is so fucking cool because he's putting these needles in himself, he's breathing in the smoke, he's healing, he puts a 2 by 4 out, and when I was a kid that was the fucking coolest, man. He starts jogging, he starts working out. He and they also have the cool moments where they have the flashback sequences going on, so as he's remembering, he's getting yeah. stronger. I think I tried to several times to put like a two by four in the ground and then like just punch it, but it hurt my hands. He's punching the board, he remembers his kid, he remembers his wife, and he's fucking punching, and then finally he breaks that motherfucker, and then the girl's like, Mason Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was, that was Steven Seagal, totally, that was his writing in that bitch. 
why he had his bandana. And again, it doesn't matter that he runs like a girl up that hill, even when he's fully recuperated. He's still badass. And then they have that one moment, and like, it looks like an oil painting when he's like standing over. He's like, fuck yeah! See, I wasn't Mason a big, Storm. I wasn't Mason Storm. Oh, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the overall jazzy music that they had when he was on. You know, he was listening to music in his car. But the, with the, the guitar riffs, like you're talking about, when they're doing that and he's having the flashbacks as he's punching and he's getting stronger, I'm like, dude, that gets your tits hard. That's the hardest like, movie. Fuck, dude, I'm going to go to the gym next week. No, I'm not. Next month. Maybe next year. <laughs> but it makes me feel good to look at it. But, uh, yeah, dude, like, there's something about, like, those films and, like, Steven Seagal and Van Damme and, and uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger that it's, like, the way that they're, they're like, acting in those moments and that music. That, there's something missing in today's modern cinema with action movies that they forgot that that is what gets people fucking motivated and moving. Exactly, and I think that this is one of those few few strokes where, because to me you've got two kinds of action heroes. You've got the underdog action hero and the unstoppable action hero. Van Damme's always been great at being the underdog and having to do those training sequences. Sylvester Sloan the same, whereas uh, Schwarzenegger and Seagal are almost always unstoppable forces, but this is that little touch of Seagal's career where he had to come back from something and that's what makes this scene and this movie so special. Even though I didn't like the bandana that much because he did look like a reject like he looked like a manager for Backstreet Boys like <laughs> yeah. with that his style's like, always you, been you like AJ don't here. you but, but yeah then so uh, he's working out and he's standing in the dojo and eventually uh, Kelly LeBrock's character comes in and she just walks in and she brings him a rose and he's like time to fuck now that Matt. never happens that never <laughs> happens instant fuck city. and again he doesn't care that she brought him a rose he just is looking at that tight ass dress he's like I'm going to have that I was just passing by and I thought <laughs> and he's all sweaty and shit, and he's like, come here. And I, I always thought that. I was like, dude, you have to have mud butt right now. Yeah, there's literally, he's got swamp ass. It's mid-workout. He's got that swamp, there's literally a swamp ass that's going to overtake Louisiana in his butt crack. <laughs> it's it's but, a literal porn scene. But yeah, it is. And, and like, and the, <laughs> like, dude puts it in a girl's butt in the gym. You, have, it, you, have, this, uh, you have this really awkward, like, kind of fucking scene. She's got nice legs. She's got nice feet. She's got a they zoom in on those feet. They're, if you if you Google that scene, because I was like trying to get clips of the yeah. video or whatever, there's literal there's people who have taken just the scene of her kicking off her shoes, feet people, and like yeah. you round it over and over and over again. You got, got a foot fetish, man. It's whatever. It's, there's one part where she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, I'm so it's like, so and I was don't like. Look, I'm not saying that a girl or a chick that you were with wouldn't say that, but it's just it sounds so. It feels like dubbed. It feels like yeah. she didn't even say that. And, and I think it was dubbed. And it's weird because this is his wife at this time in their relationship. They're married at this point in their relationship. And, and in the middle of it, like, because I were around that, because I know we've always joked about that. We're like, oh yeah, I like, I like that. that. I like that. <laughs> I were around it like six times. And if you rewind it and you listen to it closely, what she says is total fucking gibberish. She's like, oh, you like it? No, no. And it doesn't even make sense. Well, if you like, you subtitle it, and it says, "Oh, oh," and he goes, "I like that." Yeah. Yeah, that's what the subtitles say. But I'm telling you, if you listen closely, she goes, "Oh, oh like it." I do. Oh, oh, sorry, I like that. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but uh, uh, listen closely to that scene. I'll play it for you right here. Oh, oh sorry, I like that. Like, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Jim Jolly, I'm about to Jim Jolly. Jim Jolly, I go fuck off. Oh, sorry. 
But um, so they have sex, but I love it right after they have sex that they just cut to another scene and she's gone and he's just sitting in the dojo looking at himself in the mirror and looking at the ring on his finger and thinking about his wife and he's like he's looking at himself and he's like you fucking disgusting. You know what he was like, he was looking at his ring he's like God, she was a way better fuck than you. He was like it's been seven years what do you want from me? And he's been laying down like you know he had so much sperm like he could have fucking populated China by himself. <laughs> and he decides after he after he has the sex he's like now it's time no. now it's time to go so he drives out this is where he runs into O'Malley and O'Malley embraces him and now they're really uncomfortably emotional. With I would other. say like when I say he uh, you know he's very blank emotionally as far as like his acting prowess goes he's actually pretty good with O'Malley like I feel like he does like have like a, a significant kind of attachment to him as far as his acting ability goes like he feels like he's a brother and like they hug they do that they, they do that cool like back in the 90s man when you hugged a dude it was like yeah you meant that you, shit yeah it was slap it was like <laughs> I mean it wasn't like it wasn't like oh it was like yeah it was like it was Hugging like me, it bitch. was a, it was a connecting. Hook it out, motherfucker. We ain't gay, but we like to hug. <laughs> uh, but they do that, and then um, you know they're walking around, they're talking, they're kind of catching up. And I love you. First off, Seagal's got the tightest fucking pants ever yeah. in my I've ever seen in my life. You see his bulge the whole time. It is fucking his husband's bulge. His goddamn left and right ball are on equal are on opposite sides of the hemisphere, and it doesn't matter. But he's walking around with O'Malley, and they're catching up, and he's talking about you know O'Malley says, "Hey, I raised your son." He's alive. He's under my mother's maiden name. He's at a prep school. And, you know, I do like the fact, you know, uh, Seagal's like, there's no words. There's no words to thank you. And then O'Malley's like, just seeing you ugly mugs is good enough for me. Yo, darn. Like, it, it was, like, O'Malley is just like the quintessential, just like, he's just like, it's like they made a man in a fucking tube. Yeah, and it know? doesn't like, matter. O'Malley. And, but, but again, some people would say, well, that's not very like, it's not like they did the character development. It didn't matter. Like, I didn't care. Like, I you, got it. You, you knew they were bros and they didn't have to say much. Yeah. And then they're walking around the park and they have one beer, which I always felt was funny that like, <laughs> I like how Seagal, like, he looks like goddamn an extra from Greece. He's setting up there with his fucking tight pants and his boots <laughs> and his feet are up like this on the bench and he's like have, they have one beer each and then uh, he was like uh, O'Malley's like I brought you something that you might like and he pulls his gun out with his holster he's like you were correct you were not wrong my friend you were not wrong and then you get to explore a little bit about what happened with O'Malley after uh, Seagal went into his coma. Basically, O'Malley says, look, I, I tried to make the, you know, the case happen. I was on it for a year and a half, but there were so many roadblocks. People kept telling me to get lost, get the fuck out of here. They, they, were, they were covering their tracks, and eventually they forced me to retire. And then they ran his mother off the road. She broke her fucking back. She couldn't walk again. And again, uh, you know, for Seagal's credit, he's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Like, that felt legit. Like That I mean, was good writing. I mean, that, yeah. that was good. Explain those characters, where they've been, what's been happening. For, for, for a lot of these action movies, they don't do that kind of thing. you got to give Hard to Kill credit when they explain where O'Malley's been, what's happened, the emotional uh, depth to them. It was good. Yeah, and I love it. And then he, you know, he's like, O'Malley's like apologizing. He's like, I wish I had gone after him and I wish I, you know, include your name or whatever or, or like at least no, avenge no. you. You did the right thing. And he's like, yeah, because the time wasn't then. The time is now. Yeah. We're going to win. And I'll tell you why. Superior attitude, superior state of mind. And he's like, we're going to kill them all. All the fuckers. And then he shoots like out of nowhere. He's like, you're just going to shoot out in the open. He shoots all those fucking little, little, dude, this is what I'm talking about. Like amazing. nobody gave a shit back then. Every fucking one of them.
was jacked to the tits. I know, man. man. That's what I was so psyched. That's just like, man, go on a fucking warpath, and I'm gonna follow you till death. Because we have a superior attitude and a superior state of mind. Yeah. And I like how Mally was like, hmm. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I thought you only had one beer. <laughs> Get down. There is a, a, a Hugh Jackson scene that takes place back at the house with Kelly LeBrock and uh, and Steven Seagal's characters where those dudes show up again to try oh, to stop yeah. them. That scene was really fucking dumb. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Roadhouse at the end where Patrick Swayze takes on everybody. But it was dumb because the end of it, Seagal and, and her are running away in the Jeep. And dude, there was no chance in hell they wouldn't have died. They got shot point blank with fucking like... Ten dudes with machine guns, literally pumping this fucking car full of bullets, and they just drove away like it didn't matter. Seagal had an Aikido force field. <laughs> but no, that would have made more fucking sense. I, that was a bad, badly filmed action scene, and Seagal apparently talks shit about the director of this film. He's like, I'm surprised he knows how to put one foot in front of the other. And you actually see in this scene a little bit, it's badly filmed. There's no way they would have survived that. He, it's a Jeep drive-away action sequence that just makes no sense. That was kind of just put in the movie because they needed another action scene. But uh, all Ultimately, it ends up in uh, O'Malley's trying to sneak his son to him, to Stevenson. At a Greyhound station. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit. Uh, but the bad guys show up. That There's a chase scene. The kid has to run away. I and O'Malley like gives his life. I do like that. He's, like, he's like, I love you, Sonny. I love you, Sonny. You fucks don't deserve to wear your bandages! <laughs> So, so after O'Malley dies, and it's actually a sad scene, I really wish O'Malley would have lived. Because o O'Malley is like the best fucking friend. You know, he's like the guy. He's like, like a he, father figure. He does him. everything he can for this kid. And he's, he's, he's such a, like, like, like I said, like O'Malley's like a dude in a bottle. When he's talking to the kid, he was like, it's okay, son. He's like, even even Uncle O'Malley's mitts get shaky from time to time. He's like the guy. I fucking love that guy. He's like the guy that you imagined was your dad when, <laughs> you, when you hate your dad. <laughs> exactly. But he's like, hey, don't drop your hot dog. You don't want to spill that mustard. <laughs> yeah. like, I love that fucking guy. But there's a chase scene, and then Seagal fucks up a couple people, a couple of the main bad guys you see there. But uh, when he go, when he comes up, when they go to Chinatown, and he fucks that dude, he's like, I remember you. Dude, that was badass. That was fucking and he, dope. And he, he makes him break the same fucking hand that he did, because there's scars. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was like, fuck! I remember you. He sees his son, but real quick he's just like, I love you. <laughs> he's like, now go, I got one more errand to run. Oh, dude, and when he goes to the billiard room, when he, well, no, dude, he doesn't he runs like this. <laughs> he's all badass. He fucks up a dude in the street. Everybody's like, what just happened? He's like, I got one more errand to run. You know, it's, it's all lip wrist, dude. It's like, we got the hell. It's true. But no, when he goes when he goes up there in the billiards room and he kicks the door, he's like, what's the action, boys? He fucks that ass up. And you can take that to the bank. Dude, he, he fucking has a full-on goddamn Aikido goddamn Seagal ponytail of death moments, and it's great. How's the action, boys? And then the best scene, the best scene is that motherfucker that was the doctor, and he like stabbed him in the fucking throat with a goddamn pu uh, pool cue, and he's like, fuck you and die. Ah! 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 
best. Fuck you and die. Yeah, he's like, that's my wife. Now fuck Whoa, you and die. I was like, Bang. God damn. Yes, dude, that was awesome. I, I, I was like, I'm gonna start saying that because like, fuck you and die. Not just that scene, uh, but I know we, we're giving uh, Stephen Gall's acting abilities shit here, but that scene where, he, where he's like, that's my wife. Fuck off and die, or fuck you and die. That scene had some emotion in it, and then when he takes down Dean Norris, I don't think he killed Dean Norris. It, it looked like he snapped his neck, but then when he drops Dean Norris, Dean Norris is still going. Well, no, uh, he, he bends him down like this, and he's—you he, can hear the crack. But look at his face right here. Like I'll show it to you guys. Like Steven Skull really does emote some fucking emotion in this scene. Like when he chokes him out, like you could see in his face, he fucking means. Hey, I also feel that Steven Seagal's ponytail and the way that his hair looks, I, I feel like that motherfucker's bulletproof. Like, it's so yeah. greasy, yeah. but it looks like fucking perfect. It's I don't good. know. This movie was the debut and of, when his, he was, uh, of his uh, ponytail. Well, he was running up the steps, though, and he was looking for the senator. And by the way, uh, he finds him in a closet, and he grabs the fucking shotgun. And I mean, it was like it was like, like these teeth would be gone, like it'd be gone, and yeah. like his mouth is covered in blood, like it hurt. And uh, dude, that scene was fucking badass either way. And he leads him downstairs, and he's like, "I want," he goes, "I want to kill you so bad, I can taste it." Come on. What are you doing? Probably the problem with a lot of Seagal uh, movies is that he doesn't have a formidable opponent. Like I always want these movies to end with a, with 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 the hero like a facing a guy or bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that's what was great about Sean Claude's movies that Seagal's movies don't have going for him. I always wanted him to have one face off with just, some guy. He was too, he was too egotistical. Like, yeah. He would never allow it. Yeah, like, he would that, never allow it. That was the problem. You just had this wimpy William Sadler character who tried his best. Well, he, I, he did try to fight him, but Steven Seagal just fucks him up, and the cops show up. I, I still think that. The opponents that Seagal faced were a little bit more, not like physically more threatening to him, more like psychologically and what they can do to him outside yeah. of the ring. Like, Tommy Lee Jones was a pretty good, formidable opponent in the knife fight. But he, got, he kicked his ass in like He five did seconds. fuck him up though, yeah. But yeah, it always felt like, um, it, it was like maybe that's my opinion. It felt like Van Damme was always like the the guy that would would take on the big bully at the at the schoolyard. Yeah. And then Seagal was the guy that would take on the the guy that was controlling the big bully, like the principal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's probably because Seagal had an ego problem. And you know, look, I love Seagal. I really do. Uh, Steven Seagal is like one of our favorite actors, action wise, in the whole fucking world. Like, really up there. But his ego is fucking terrible part of his personality yeah. and I really do think that's probably he doesn't like like I and I think he doesn't like to lose he doesn't like to get hit he doesn't like uh like look at a shoe shotgun blast and I'm sure it was right he's like I don't go down no! yeah! he looked like he gently laid on her too he was like like they were going to sleep I do this because I want to not because you told yeah, me yeah exactly <laughs> that's how he is he's like a kid but William Sadler, uh, again, is, is a, like it would have been great if he had known some kind of kung fu. I don't know why he would yeah. know it, but it was in, a, in like 1990 action movie. It was too easy a to senator, take down. Yeah. I missed. I never miss. And then the SWAT team storms in, and they're like, Mason, drop it. And they're gonna kill him. They think, and he's holding the, you know, the senator up. He's like, arrest him. He's crazy. And then the one guy, the sergeant comes in and he's like, we got the tape, arrest the senator. And he's like, what, you can't do this.
do you think you're pushing around, you pea brain cup scout? Don't touch me! Sorry, sir. We did forget the part, the one part where Mason Storm realizes that William Sadler's character is responsible for all this, and he's sitting <laughs> in his room and he sees him come along and he's like, so good. he's like, I'm gonna take you to the bank. Blood <laughs> that was fucking. Yeah, I on that part like four times. It was so, <laughs> it was so bad, but it was so good yeah. at the same time. It's like you can't get away with that nowadays. Hermano, you like my coche? Check How hot is it, home? Smoking. And that's hard to kill, man. Uh, but again, we've we've said it for all the reasons why. For me, this movie out of this movie is an eight point five out of ten for me. Strong 8.5 out of 10. Uh, one of the better uh, 80s, 90s movie action movies out there. And one of Steven Seagal's better movies because, again, I go back to the point where the whole thing where he was in a coma and his family died. It's one of the few points where you get to see Steven Seagal at least for a little bit be the underdog and have to overcome something. I think that's what makes this movie so special. I'm going to give it an 8.0. I love it. I, I love the coma story. I love the idea that he, you know, he has to uh, reassimilate into a society that he doesn't, he's not familiar with anymore. Like he's flipping through the channel. He's like Geraldo. <laughs> he's like Geraldo. Who's this guy? Uh, you know, he's looking at all this stuff, and then he has to clear his name, and, and he's living with this burden of what happened to him, and he remembers everything. Like even Khalil Box says, "Do you remember anything?" He's like, "I remember everything." It's it, it's a cool like underdog story. It really is, and. Uh, is it my favorite Seagal movie? Absolutely not. Like, it's not even close to it. But it's still a fun movie. Like, I think Seagal, like, does a really good job in this movie. And I think that the bad guys, at least William Sadler, is memorable. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it just felt like a cool, like... It, it just felt cool, man. Like, I don't know. Like, the movie was fucking badass. It, it just felt... Like, like, I have more memories of better Seagal movies, like, that I love and I'll watch over and over again. But I always liked this one, too. And, and like, when I was a kid, I always wanted to... Like, and I told Mike when we were getting ready to film this, I was like, is that the one with the coma one? I like, I like that one, though, when he has to come back and do things. But you kiss that dog in the mouth. I just watched him do lick it. his dick! I do it. But Every anyhow, 8.0, 8.5. Yeah. It's, it's a great fucking movie, yeah. guys. Listen, we're not going to make the ballet tonight. Take a hike. Get lost! This is our second all-timer. Make sure you guys please subscribe. Uh, keep this thing going. We'll, 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 uh, we'll get another one coming for you next week. We're going to do one of these deep, in-depth reviews next week. But please do us a favor. This is a brand new channel. Subscribe. Tell your mother. Tell your friends. Tell Marky Mark. Until next you guys time. Are sexual. We're going to take you guys to the bank. The blood bank. You fucking assholes. The blood bank. Blood bank. I said it twice for effect. I don't think I, I don't know where to go. Next week we're doing sidekicks! Chuck Norris! Fuck! Mr. Duckling! With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. 
The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.